0: Hi! Welcome to The Bug Plug, a podcast about all things insects, arachnids, arthropods, creepies, and crawlies. I'm Kaylee, and today we're learning about woolly worms. Hey, did you notice that last week was the last episode of September, and I just Completely missed the news episode. I didn't realize it until I sat down to write this episode I thought I could do September this week or move on and catch up with it later or something We're just moving on for now, but I may revisit what happened in September if something is like big and noteworthy I haven't checked yet. So we'll just sort of see how the next few weeks go and where they take us on another note Guess who still hasn't scheduled their surgery from an accident that happened literally seven months ago? Me. Hi. Uh, So we're just rocking with our normally weekly episodes. Like I'm not in a huge amount of pain. Um, But if you'll remember last year, we took November off as the break between seasons. And we're going to do that again this year. So the end of October will be our last episode of season two and season three will start that first Sunday in December. So I'm kind of hoping that that lines up with my recovery well. Um, But who knows? We'll see. Anyway, so we're fully into fall and that's why we're talking about woolly worms. Are you confused? I promise I'll make it make sense in just a bit. So first let's clear something up. Woolly worms are caterpillars, not worms. And They grow into the Isabella tiger moth. We'll talk about the moth, but I really want to focus on the caterpillar. It's also called the woolly bear or banded woolly bear. The woolly moths are found in the United States and Canada and they were first observed in the late 1700s. They can be identified as hairy looking caterpillars with black ends and like a brownish reddish middle. Like in the light they look really red, but in the shade they look really brown. They have 13 segments and 3 sets of legs, and they are technically safe to handle. They don't bite people or excrete venom or anything like that, but their little hairs can cause skin irritation in some people. The furry woolly worm can be spotted during the fall months in great numbers inching along the ground. While you'll notice them in great numbers during the fall months, the woolly worms actually have 2 life cycles. So they can be found inching around in July and June as well, just not in as big numbers. The caterpillars do overwinter by creating small insulated dens that can survive frigid temperatures for a short period. But let's circle back to what I said in the beginning. It's autumn, so we're talking about woolly worms. Apparently, the, this generation of caterpillars that have recently emerged can predict the weather. I had never heard this before. And where I live, we fake predict winter weather with persimmon trees. So like when you cut the persimmons open, they show like a spoon if we're going to have really bad winter weather. Or a fork if we're going to have a mild winter. I don't know the stats on how often those are correct. I mean, I guess like 0%. It feels like every year, people start cutting open persimmons about now. And going, oh, it's spoons. It's going to be bad. And then nothing happens. Anyway, back to the caterpillars. Apparently, the black parts indicate bad weather. So, like, picture the caterpillar with a very small black band on its head and then a longer black spot on its end, but it's mostly red. So that shows that a short period of bad weather early in winter with a large winter storm at the end of the season, but most of winter will be mild. Does that make sense? The larger the black spot, the worse the and longer the weather is going to hang out. So caterpillars that are mostly red are showing that it's going to be just a very mild winter. That makes sense, kind of, right? Okay, so the caterpillars that are out right now are just all black, no red. So I guess it'll be a really harsh winter. Isn't that fun? Anyway, no clue how many times these colors actually line up with the weather, but maybe get your generator ready just in case. Do you remember when I didn't have power for over a week back in June? Not fun. Um, So maybe prepare for winter weather, if you're somewhere that gets that. Okay, so the moths themselves, I promised I'd talk about them. Uh, They're like a soft yellow color, and they act like moths. They're attracted to light, most active at night, they don't eat, and they only live for a short period. That's it. (laughs) It's kind of boring, right? But the caterpillars are really cool. I. So you can usually predict weather based on like what nature is doing. Like, um. Well, now I can't think of anything. Like, <laughs> bears are about to go into hibernation, so we know fall, uh, winter's coming, that sort of thing. Um. Not really what I was thinking of, but it's the only thing I can think of right now. Um. But I just think it's fun that. People are looking at these worms and going, oh, it's going to be a really bad winter because these worms have no red. Now, there are a couple reasons why the worm's coloration differs each year, and it may actually have something to do with weather. For example, if it's really, really hot when they're developing, maybe they have more black. I don't know. Um, but There's got to be a reason for it. All right. That will do it for this episode. I'm going to run to Costco and stock up on supplies for this apparently harsh winter we're going to have. Stay safe out there, everyone. Remember, October episodes. Last of the season. Next season will start 1st of December. I promise I didn't abandon you in November. I'm just taking the month off to, you know, regroup. Write some episodes for the next season. And then hopefully recover from wrist surgery. But we'll see. Thank you so much for learning with me today. I'll see you next week here on the Bug Club Podcast.